What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Successes Within Reach podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Smith. We got a jam-packed episode here this evening for you. Strategy, success, and survival in Black America. Got two phenomenal guests with me this evening. How you doing, gentlemen? Doing well, doing well. What's happening? Nothing much. First up, I want to introduce your networking strategist, Kurt the Connector. He has a 98% connection rate, and he his claim to fame is that he's not a go-getter, but a go-giver. All day. Next up, we have Mike Williams of the Breakthrough Kings. Uh, he is a former McDonald's manager and six-time business failure um, who later became a builder of fathers, leaders, and businessmen around the world. Mr. Williams, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Glad to be here. Let's do it. I appreciate you gentlemen joining me on the premiere of this podcast. So let's get into it. Yes, sir. Um, and America, we know that there is one set of rules for the totality of America. And then in our America, we have a different set of rules. What do you think is the biggest cause of that divide in America? Do you think it's more systemic or do you think that it's more um, self-taught? man i'm gonna jump i'm gonna jump out here into the deep waters i right. I, I truly believe you're looking at about 70 percent systemic that goes into about 30 percent being taught um because the system does a very deliberate job to teach the the cycle to continue and that's the only way it's successful you know you can have a system but until people adapt it learn it accept it it really doesn't uh sink in and stay so you know there's there's deliberate strategy on how to execute it but then mm. to implement it is the the brainwashing the manipulation of your psyche the manip manipulating your thought process and what you see and what you accept and what you start to believe, which is more dangerous than anything else, because externally, you know, you can fight off things. But if you accept it within yourself and you start to believe it and let it manifest and take root into your brain, you know, that is that is dangerous. I call it the uh, one drop of poison in a, a clear cup of water syndrome. You know, if I poured a whole cup of poison, you wouldn't drink it. But if I just do a drop every day over time, it's still the same poison, but you come immune to it. And before you know it, you think it's normal. So, um, you know, that it, it, if we if we think that is not systems and deliberate psychology in place, then we're, we're fooling ourselves. That's what's up. There's, there's definitely a lot of deep rooted systems, right, uh, that have created a lot of dependence and um, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for 2020. Um, you know, we had a lot of ups and downs, but the, the biggest thing we have when we starting to get an awakening um, that we need to start doing our own thing. Right. We need to really start tapping into our culture and supporting each other uh, to make sure that we're all going to where we need to be. Um, unfortunately, like you, you take it all the back. You take it all the way back to segregation. OK, mm -hmm. when there was segregation, African-American communities did thrive because we were forced to support each other. But once segregation, once that wall went down, we had all these other options and we went in that direction and most of us didn't come back, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So as, as, as many good things as segregation created, 
it took away, you know, that that togetherness um, because we, we stopped supporting each other as often as we did, you know, after that time. Um, I think that Martin Luther King even said, um, he said he believed that he walked his people. Ah, uh, man, I got to come up with that um, that quote. But it was a dope quote uh, when he was pretty much trying to demonstrate how what he did was successful. But at the same time, he recognized that we weren't supporting each other as much as we did when we were segregated. Right. Um, so it's definitely a lot of dependence and it's time to really wake up um, and start doing our own thing and, um, you know, and, and, and start putting ourselves in the, in the right positions. It's important uh, for us to start leveling up, put, uh, getting into positions where we can create policy, right? Be involved and, and really get our hands in policy um, and really help and, and, and go so much deeper than just, you know, cultural diversity training, you know, that's, that keeps falling on the same dead ears uh, year mm-hmm. after year. We really got to have some real conversations and, and, and start, you know, understanding one each other a little bit more. So that's my take on that. Definitely some deep root systematic stuff going on uh, that, that has created a lot of dependence and we got to wake up. Definitely agree with both of those. So I guess the million dollar question is, what do we need most from the leaders that we have now? Because it seems like we're losing a lot of our leaders from the civil rights movement. So as a new group of emerging leaders comes and starts taking over the throne and leading the movement, what do you think that we need most from them to shift You know, a, a change that's not only gonna come, but come and actually stick? That's what's up. Oh, um, what do we need from the leaders? We, we need the leaders to understand that they have to be willing to give of themselves and their life for those that they may never ever see or have a one-on-one conversation with. Um, you know, if you look at, if you look at back, you know, Martin and Malcolm time, uh, both of them were able to to inspire the ideals of men and women, which is why they were dangerous because mm. they, they were able to make you see what you could be even in spite of where you were and what you was going through. And um, the ability to sway people's belief, the ability to touch someone in a uh, certain situation to make them say, I can stand up, I can get up, and I can make an impact and, and change my environment. And not only that, I'm gonna be fearless about it. Like I am going out to get everything that I hear these men telling me. You know, I'm gonna go out and get everything that I hear these men saying to me that I do have certain inalienable rights, that I can go out and do this, but I also don't have to allow someone to put their hands on me. I don't have to allow someone to disrespect me. And if they do, I'm well within my rights to take care of business and protect myself. They taught us about um, the, le- the legal system, but they also educated us. They, 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 they helped us to play chess, not checkers, you know? Um, the other thing I would say is, you have to be able to work with others to actually make a change. You know, we are segmented. And unfortunately that segmentation leaves us vulnerable because if we came together and actually came to the table and sat down and strategized and said, look, I ain't got, I don't have to beat my chest. What do you need for me to do? We all need to show up and 
into Louisville. We all need to show up in mass. And then we need to transition to where else we need to go. You know, um, one of the things I was telling people is that our leaders need to understand we need to do the same thing. We need to do the same thing to cities that America would do to a country if they tried to hurt us, which means we impose economic sanctions on your city. Mm -hmm. Money has no emotion to it. But I tell you this, you say, okay, you know what? You disrespect our cities. This is what you disrespect us. You don't want to treat us legally and what we are and what we are and should be treated the way we should be treated. This is what we're going to do. We're going to impose economic sanctions on your city. We're going to stop the flow of a dollar into your city until we get mm -hmm. justice. And not only that, we are going to remove that dollar and then pour that dollar into people and businesses to keep them afloat so they don't feel like victims and cave. Mm -hmm. So we're going to fund our young people to go to school, become lawyers, become doctors, become engineers and things like that. We're going to show up in mass with lawyers and we're going to hit you with legal actions and keep you in court over and over and make you train because here's the thing. I don't care what mayor happens or what mayor is involved. You start losing 50 to $100,000 a week. You're going to put pressure on people around them. We have the strongest economic dollar. We spend over $1.6 trillion a year. Our economic buying power is amazing. Then guess what? We're going to start using it. And we're going to take money out your city. You know, but we have to understand we have to work together. We have to strategize and show up as a team and not say, well, I can't work with you. No, I need to work with you for this moment, because if you hurt one, you're going to hurt 100. Mr. Leader, I need mean, <laughs> you to be unapologetically black. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to understand who you are and where you come from. But at the same time, I need you in intellectually equipped right mm. uh, i need you to know the policies like the back of your hand okay because you can't you can't infiltrate a system you can't help change a system until you are completely understand and know that system right mm. um and then you can get into that system and work it you know i tell a lot of people you know you want change to happen you got to become you know you got to get in you know what i mean you got to get your mm. you gotta get your intellect up you got to get your schooling up you got to get you got to do what you need to do to position yourself as somebody who can represent Right. Mm -hmm. Who can represent um, and at the same time know exactly what they're talking about, because I mean, that that that's a scary person. Right. And don't 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 be unapologetically black at the same time and and and, and well, equi well equipped up here. Then you can go in there and really make some some good change. That's what I need my leaders to do. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and really start encouraging people to get educated get information, right? Have that quality information. Know what you're talking about. Um, what's going on in your community? What's happening in your school systems? You know what I mean? Um, and we, not just our leaders to be responsible for that, but the people who want to change, I need you to be responsible for that too. You know, it's just, it's, it's this whole mm -hmm. chain effect. Uh, and we really start, got to start encouraging people um, to, to do more reading and research and, and really understanding, you know, what's happening outside of their homes as opposed to just what the media is telling them and so forth and so on. Um, I know the media media is powerful. Social media is powerful, but it's nothing like having your own information 
um, and making good quality decisions and being able to have strong conversations with your colleagues. You know, my wife is probably the best example of somebody who is unapologetically black, but she knows how to go in at work and represent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She does her job well, but you 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 will never never deny that she knows who she is and where she come from and she represents it every time and if she she hears something that's been said out of line she's gonna nicely right but professionally tell you why you're wrong and give you the you know and and correct that situation so we all got to get to a a space like that where we're comfortable because we know who we are and we also know the information very well to be able to have this dialogue uh without being afraid right without being afraid mm-hmm. that you're going to lose your job or without being afraid that somebody's going to blackball you or whatever the case may be. Knowledge, being equipped, knowing exactly who you are, that's what I need from my leaders uh, to start you know, encouraging more people to just get focused. Definitely agree with both of y'all, man. Like I, I feel like there are too many leaders that that talk it but don't walk it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody does. You know, the the catchphrases and the cliches for the clicks and and the views nowadays with you know social media being such a monster. But then, like you said, you can't be unapologetically black one moment, but then right. say, "Oh, I don't go and vote," or right. you know. You, you don't want to go out and march or you don't want to go out and protest or you don't want to go on somebody's platform and tell them that they're dead wrong because you're scared it's going to hurt your dollars on the back end, you know, because you're a recording artist or a movie star or model or whatever the case may be. Like we, we really need more people to start putting action behind their words and forget about the social media, forget about the Internet. What are you actually doing for the culture, you know? a lot of a lot of the so-called leaders that you know we put on those pedestals that we shouldn't it's because they're celebrities and i need people to understand that a lot of these celebrities aren't true leaders they're keyboard warriors let's call it what it is a lot of your your real leaders that's on the ground are the moms and dads in in the neighborhood they're the football coaches the basketball coaches they're you know the pastors you know um, a lot of these celebrities, they get paid to do this stuff. They don't really care because they're in a tax bracket that's not affected by what's going on with the rest of us in black America. You know, so I, I really need people to stop putting them on a pedestal and stop being quick to reshare and, and retweet and all of this crap when your favorite rapper or your favorite singer put something out. Because guess what? They're just doing it for the views. They really don't care. You know? The, the neighborhoods they live in, like I said, the tax brackets that they're in, they're not affected by what you and I are going through, you know, but then something will come up where one of them does get pulled over and maybe get harassed. And then all of a sudden they want to be out there marching. Come on, man. Yep. Yep. Come on, man. Um, next question I got. Uh, what do you think we as black men need to do? to step up our game and help lead our communities and our families and our our children into this next wave you know as, as we look at possibly changing over uh presidents changing over which you know is going to change the whole shift of you know the country that we live in what do you think we need to do to start preparing our communities and our culture to go into this next wave no more victim mentality i need you to stop believing what the media is telling you about, you know, who you are and what you can accomplish, right? You are mm-hmm. not a threat, right? You're the, the only real threat I said is an educated black man. I need you to get focused. I need you to, 
to level up, you know, get some good information, go out there and start building something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, your family is very, very important. And the best thing that you can do is become more intelligent, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, make better moves. Uh, but we, we, we're definitely the cornerstones of a lot of things that a lot of change that can happen in America can, can start with us. We are the, mm -hmm. one, some of the most creative beings on the planet, right? Here's a black man. Right? And once he starts to heal himself up here and realize what he's capable of, that's when things will really start to change. And, and he'll change his household, he'll change his community, and he'll keep going and making more and more change. Uh, but it's going to start up here. We got to start healing this up here. I mean, we've been beat down for so long, so long, mm -hmm. and enough is enough already. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got my Mount Rushmore on my wall. You know, I look at these gentlemen mm -hmm. every morning, right? We can't compare to what they went through. A few of them on the walls were slaves. Mm -hmm. They were slaves at one point, right? And and now they're they're in the history books and made you know a significant amount of change from for us to be on this platform to talk and 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 share you know our perspectives and things like that. So who are we to have all this technology and information, uh, you know, at the palm of our hands and not take advantage of it? You know, enough is enough. All we have to do is, is just simply do the work. And once we start doing the work, ain't nothing going to be able to stop us. Yeah, we, we, we definitely have to tap tap back into our DNA. You know, we have to understand where we came from, our lineage, what we were built on, and then pay homage and respect to those men. You know, um, it does worry me when you see certain legacy die off because you know inside of them and their structure in their mind they went through certain things and they had wisdom that's that's just not easily replaced you know they they were able to draw a line and they said what they said they meant what they said and they weren't afraid of what was being said because they knew where they came from you know um if we look at it, we're not that far removed from certain things that have happened <clears throat> in America and certain situations that have transpired in America. But we have to understand our lineage <clears throat> and understand our bloodline. And when you start to understand that and when you know where you come from and you understand that what flows through you is kings and, and warriors and educated men, you know, mm -hmm. um, you will change how you walk and talk. You know, you got W.E.B. Du Bois and Marcus Garvey, you know, Frederick uh, Douglas, mm -hmm. you know, um, we have to reach, reach one, teach one as well, because we have a lot of young men that are lost. And some of that, again, goes back to systematic destruction mm -hmm. of the household, yep. you know, to remove the man out of the, the household, to remove father figures out of the household, mm -hmm. to turn to turn wildness and, and savagery and aggression um, into the cool thing and not being educated and reading and being articulate and being able to think, you know, there was a lot of wisdom with John Lewis. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of these a lot of these men that have passed away, you know, they they had wisdom, you know, they went through the struggle and the battle. And, you know, you look at the Selma, uh, the Selma boycott, you know, all of these men coming together to be on the front line. And that's the other thing. 
we got to get back to the front line. We have to be the hedge of protection. You know, we have to take back our communities as well and stop being afraid of each other. Stop being afraid to work with each other and get together. You know, I mean, you know, I look at my grandfather. There was days when four or five of the men in the neighborhood would come to the house, you know, work on the car together. But they would exchange information and talk to each other and sit down and have a glass of tea and a cigar and have have mental discussions and talks and debates, you know, on certain things. But what did it do? It was sharpening each man. You know, mm-hmm. um, we got to get back to that. You know, we have to get back to understanding who we are. And, and again, like Mike said, stop being afraid. Stop believing this this narrative of what's being pushed, you know, because when we stand together, we're dangerous. We are. And people fear that, you know, um, it's shown, you know, right now, if 30 men put a call out and say, you know what, we going we going to the block and we're going to stand out here and protect our neighborhood. We're going to take shifts. And we're going to make sure people start getting worried and looking around like, oh, what's going on? But when men move, mm-hmm. people people naturally align themselves to like, wait a minute, these are men coming and moving together. I still remember the scene from Malcolm X when all of the men walked down and they stood in front of the in front of the, um, the hospital, you know, in front of the police station. Like, you know, we're here. And he was like, you need to get on the move. He was like my men, the people that I have, they're well within their rights. They're respectful. They're not going to move. And he said, well, what about everybody else? He said, that's your problem. But when he looked outside and he looked outside and saw the men and they looked up, it was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. But they was disciplined too. Nobody was breaking rank. No one was, you know, I'm going to do this. Like, stay calm, peaceful, but we're within Mm -hmm. our rights. So, yeah. But but you, you, you think about somebody like Malcolm X. And you see how who he was before he was Malcolm X, right? And that mm-hmm. transition that he made. And we got to get back to that. You know what I'm saying? We got to get back to the transition. What did he do? He got smarter, right? He got articulate, right? right? Mm-hmm. He, 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 just, he became this entirely different being that had a vision and a mission. And a lot of us don't have something to hold on to anymore. And, and, yeah. and if somebody could just, you know, if, if someone or something can happen, where we start to actually 2020 is part of that that transition. I think people are starting to wake up because because over the course of the last four to five months, you know, and we're starting to to realize that yeah, we don't I don't know enough, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know enough, and they're they're being encouraged to. And then we have you know just to shed some some positive light, like you know we do have some of the rappers that we grew up with. Now they're writing books. For example, Fifty Cent. Some right. of the books that he's come out with are phenomenal, and. And that the the person who we wouldn't have, have expected to read is now getting the audio book and listening to 50 Cent talk about, you know, who he was and now the moves that he's making. And it's starting to, you know, kind of shed some light and open up some eyes as well. So all these little things are happening. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the family at one point, even, you know, even the family is becoming cool again. Right. right. Like you, in my circle. Mm-hmm. Everybody in my circle that got a family, we absolutely adore our families and we right. wouldn't do anything else but to protect that legacy. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and a lot of us were, were were damaged because of all the stuff that happened in the 80s and early 90s, uh, you know, with, with all the drugs and, you know, moving fathers from the home, all these different things. We were affected by that. And it damaged us so much to we're, we're at this point now where it's like, all right, I'm not going back to that. I wasn't comfortable as a kid like that. So there's no way mm-hmm. I'm going to 
raise my family like that. So these changes are happening. They're happening. They're, they're, they're subtle right. changes, but you know, more of us got to catch on. We still got a whole lot more more to go. But I'm excited that the, the transition is definitely happening. No doubt. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it starts with accountability, man. Yeah. You know, like you said, not having that victim mentality, not you know passing the blame or or passing the buck when it comes to responsibility, man. Like. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, if you're born broke, that's not your fault. But if you die broke, that's all the way your fault. Right. We, we got to stop saying, you know, the man did this and the system did that. Yeah, there are a lot of systemic barriers that are set up in place for our people. However, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this isn't the, the 30s and the 40s. Nobody can stop you from reading. You know? Right can stop you from growing. Nobody can stop you from working out. Nobody can stop you from acquiring wealth. Nobody can stop you from starting a business for going to apply for a job, you know, from taking a flight to travel, whatever the case may be, you know, you have that option. So we, we have to start taking accountability and lead from the front and stop waiting for the next person to do it and then see if it's cool and then join in. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes the, the right thing to do isn't going to be the popular thing to do. But guess what? It needs to be done. Somebody got to do it. That's right. Yeah. No, no, somebody no one's going to save you. Not yeah. If, if, if everybody's waiting on somebody to do it, nobody's going to do it. Right. You know, right. Next uh, topic that I, I want to address is a, a really, really big topic in our culture and our community and our families. Um, you know, in the country right now, how can we as black men do a better job of supporting the sisters? You know, you look at, um, there's a, a lot of talk about how when things happen to us, it immediately gets publicized. But, you know, things happen to black women and they have to raise their own voice for mm-hmm. it to become publicized, you know, or they feel like, you know, they go to back for us constantly. You know, they always have our back. They're always riding for us. They're always holding us down. But that's not always reciprocated. So how can we as black men do a better job of, number one, protecting our sisters, number two, supporting them, and then number three, making sure that their voices don't get lost? Oh. <laughs> Mike, you want to take this one first? <laughs> but, yo, the end of the day, you got to be a better man. Right. Mm-hmm. We got to be better men. OK, we got to understand what a man is. He is the provider. Right. He is a protector. Right? And if you honestly can't wake up every day and say that that's what you are, like, you know, that you provide and you protect. And if you're going to use the word protect, you damn right. You better be riding a dime for, for, for your wife. Right. Right. We need more wives. Right. We, we need more, uh, you know, more, more of us, you know, getting together, having marriage, you know, support. That's that's what that's where a lot of support comes from. Marriage. Right. Like having goals together, vision, you know, having a vision together. You know, what I mean, a lot of like I said, it's the same thing with the victim mentality. We, we listen to, you know, what the media says about, you know, the attitude of a black woman or um you know, or what the definite, or we're deadbeats and this and that. No, just be better men, period. And you will, you know, and you'll realize the value that you have in a black woman because, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they go through it all, right? Right. You know, my, no, my no. wife has been with me. We've been together going on 11 years married next month. And 
13 years together. 11, 13, almost 14. Wow. 14 <laughs> years together and since August. And uh, uh, she's been riding a dime with me, right? Only person I've been with in 14 years, you know, just, and it was a point in my life where, you know, I couldn't let go of a business. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was holding us back from going where we needed to go, right? Because I wasn't growing up here, right? Mm-hmm. And realizing that I'm not that single guy anymore, right? I got responsibility, so I got to move different. I can still have dreams, but I got to move different. So a lot of us men, we got to grow up and start moving different and realizing that, you know, your wife is not a burden, right? That That's that's a that's a piece of the, the dream right there. That's a piece of getting you where you need to be. That's your support system. Uh, so damn right, if something happens, you better be lifting them up. You better be fighting for them. You better be standing up uh, for them, you know, just, just because they, they're nat- they naturally going to do it to you. You can be the worst person ever, and they naturally will hold you down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So who are you not to hold them down? And now we just we got to grow up and really start becoming men and, 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 and really believing and accepting that word provider, protector. Yeah, there are instances where, you know, things don't work out. Right. But it doesn't it doesn't. And if you got kids and things don't work out, it doesn't mean that you just go off and just do your own thing again. You still got a, a level of communication that needs that still needs to occur. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what I mean? You can't just go and be gone. You still got responsibility here. So it's still a level of uh, communication that needs to happen. And just growing up, man, like a lot of us got to grow up and stop blaming everything else on everybody and start taking full 150 percent responsibility for you. Um, and realize that the, the queens we have is the queens that we need. That's who we need. Yeah. Um, I would say we have to figure out and understand that we're not enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not adversaries. We're allies. And one is not stronger than the other. You know, I, I heard a quote one time. Um, a gentleman said, you know, yeah, women will pick up and do a lot but that's only because they have to, you know, and they've had to because the man has been either forced to leave, made to leave or leaves or their own, um, you know, the woman's natural nature and that, and, you know, people can say what it is and don't not listen. There are certain things that are just natural nature. And mm-hmm. if you see a woman with her child, for the most part, her natural nature is going to take care and do whatever she has to do for that child. Um, You know, and we have to understand that there's a lot of things that the woman has now had to do the heavy lifting, not because she wants to, she's had to. And unfortunately, we do have to look at some truths that have happened. There has been a wedge driven in between the man and the woman purposefully, Mm -hmm. you know, to turn us on each other, to make us, you know, like, oh, I'm a woman. I've had to do this. And, you know, I saw my mother do it and da, 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 da. And, you know, then the guy, you know, well, I saw this and now we're fighting at each other instead of understanding the the the, the plan and the plot to keep us divided. You know, if we look at of a lot of our grandmothers and grandfathers, you know, they was they was locked in. It was like, look. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much they went into a room. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you, but we're going to figure this out. And here's the other thing. 
you don't have to like it, but it's true. The man felt inspired because the woman encouraged, but she knew she knew how to talk to him. She knew how to say certain things to either get him to calm down or to get him to, mm. to move forward. And she understood that. And it wasn't demeaning. It wasn't, oh, this, you know, I ain't got time to teach a man. Okay, well, again, if you don't have time to teach, it's going to be some problems because I'm having to learn you. I'm fighting my mm-hmm. own demons and my own issues as well. But that calm hand on the back, like, it's going to be okay. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay because it's almost a Trojan horse situation. The greatest threat to you is the person nearest to you. I can fight everything outside my house. But if my if what I feel is my toughest opponent is inside the house, I'm never going to win, you know? And and a lot of times it wasn't demeaning to say, "Hey, go out, let me take care of this." So you go defend that. I'm going to defend in the house. Now, you're going to respect me when you come in here, Mm -hmm. but understand I'm going to hold this down. I'm going to keep this peaceful and the slight Mm -hmm. rub on the head. Like, I know you had a rough day, but you're going to get through it compared to you ain't you ain't never going to be your daddy. (laughs) One, your mama. One, I hate all. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you've been doing this because, again, there's not a lot of men that don't want to step up. A lot of times we don't know how to step up because of the maturity rates are different. It takes us a little longer to grow into who we are, you know, into what we become and what we want to be. So we first got to understand we're not out. We're not adversaries. We're mm-hmm. allies. And at the end of the day, we're stronger together. Even if that means, you know what, sister, let me hold the door open. Let me walk you to your car. Let me make sure if it's in the middle of the night, a couple of us get together and walk you out to your car. We don't want nothing. We don't want anything else but to make sure you protect it. Let me hold the door open. Make sure you you get in here. Let me say thank you and not, you know, well, why are you walking? I'm walking to protect you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. That's all I want to do. And just appreciating that, you know, because I say this too. Men. Women love their sons they raise their daughters that's right men do the exact same opposite we raise our sons and we love our daughters but we have to understand and especially the woman because the woman is the backbone and the heart and the spinal cord if you are saying his daddy ain't and these men ain't that son is hearing that and he's getting that in his brain and it's getting into a subconscious so if he's hearing that, what do you think he starts to believe? Mm. Well, if my mama said I ain't, then I guess I really not. So I'm going to act like that. It's mm. tough, but we have to remember that, you know, the same way. If a daughter doesn't have a great relationship with her dad, guess what she goes and looks for? Yep. She goes and looks for somebody similar to him. So we have to understand, you know, understand that, that we have a lot of healing to do. And we really need to come together in a room and say, I forgive you. Please forgive me. I have done you wrong, but I'm going to get better. But I need your support. Yeah. The, the, the key word, communication, you know. And a lot of us haven't been taught how to communicate, too. Yep. We don't you know? practice it. And 
and you don't really know it until you get into you know certain positions maybe in life where you're forced to learn how to communicate with others or you go through some type of personal development seminar course you know what i mean but that yeah we we got to that that that's an everyday thing that's an yeah. everyday thing yeah some of some of those courses was your daddy taking you out to the garage and saying let yeah. me tell you something don't you ever talk to your mama like that again <laughs> and you know that was that was your uncle or your daddy or your next door neighbor uh -huh. saying listen let me you know what mama i know you want to protect him right now no 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 I need to have a man to man conversation with him. Come out here to the backyard and mama just have to turn around and walk in the room. Cause that's where you, that's where you got your communication. That's where you got your disc assessment right then. That's when you figured out that who's a real high D and, and who's a low D, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got that, you got that assessment real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real talk, bro. Real talk. Yeah. You can you can be in a, you can be a high eye all you want to. Your eye is going to have a uh, a, a little a, a different color to it. If you exactly. <laughs> your eye have a C around it. Yeah, yeah. You, you your eye is not going to be able to see, and I'm and I'm going to put an S on your chest oh, real man. quick. Exactly, exactly. Get tuned up real quick. That's yeah, fact. yeah, oh, man. Yeah, man. I mean, excellent points, man. Excellent points. Like it's, it's astonishing sometimes, man. When you when you see these videos, you know, where somebody will be sitting there recording, and, and a sister's getting you know assaulted, or yeah. getting talked to yeah. anyway, or or getting dragged out of a store, and I'm like, your phone is in your hand for what? Real talk. Real you talk. know, like what what. What type of man is going to stand there and watch that? What what makes you want to record that and not jump in? Yeah, like like damn the phone, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what, yeah. what what are you doing, bro? Yeah, you know, and and sometimes you just got to sit back and be like, who raised you? Mm -hmm. it, you know, like that that's the question that I, I say to myself so many times, man. Like who who raised some of y'all cats? You know, when when you see. Assisted getting assaulted. I don't care if it's by the cops, if it's by Walmart security, if it's by the, the dude at the club, like whatever the case may be. How do you stand by and just watch that? Yeah. You know, what if that was your sister? What if that was your mother? What if that was your aunt? What if that was your daughter? You know, would you want a group of guys just in there recording and laughing and, and going on Facebook live with it? Come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that's that's so true, on, man. You know, that there's a saying that says you can tell a lot about a civilization about how it treats its women, you know, and um, yeah. I, I, I can say the men that we saw, Slim, you didn't you didn't get that. It's like, I don't care who the, this is somebody's daughter. And you know what? I'll talk to her. You know, I can still remember men. I grew up seeing that like, no, no, hold, hold on. You out of you out of pocket. You out of pocket yeah. right now. Calm down. I'll talk to her. Come in, young, young sister. Calm down. I got you. But we took care of our own. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. no, they don't look like you. So they're not going to talk like you. Talk to you that way. And what did that teach? That taught that taught a level of respect. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, some man out here is going to step up. But that is true. When a woman looks around and there's men just standing there like, I don't know what you want me to do. Then what do you think? And what do you think is going to happen? And you right, she's going to have animosity to the next man because exactly. all these other men didn't do anything. And I had to sit out here and almost get my head split open 
and no dude did anything. I would just say if men started doing the small things, man, if we see a woman on the side of the road, hey, help her. But I do understand, you know, some dudes have gotten, you know, some dudes have gotten jacked up with that because it's been used as a manipulation tool. You know, you get busted yeah. over the head. Like, I ain't helping nobody on the side of the road no more. Man, you know, yeah. but I mean, some some stuff is just it should be automatic, though. Like you said, hold yeah. the door. Like, come on, fam. You make know, it cool to be a gentleman again you know what i'm yeah, saying like what's the problem with pulling out a chair or, or holding the door or i'm gonna tell you one that that really pissed me off when you see dudes sitting <laughs> like when you see dudes sitting in the car and, and he playing on the cell phone and she pumping gas pumping come gas. on bro man why you said that <laughs> that one and a woman a dude sitting there and got like a bag of drinks and his woman pushing the golf the, the grocery cart a full grocery cart <laughs> Then he go get in the car and she loading everything. I wish I wish my aunties would. They would have left all the groceries <laughs> I saw a video out there where the, the dude ain't know how to change the tire. So Shorty was out there changing the tire. I was like, what in the easy is going on here? Even Bruh. if you don't know how, I'm going I'm going to try to figure something out. I'm you know, I'm just Bruh, call AAA or something. Right? Like don't Make don't just call. sit there and do nothing, fam. Shit. I'm like, but, man. But you know what? That's the same thing like the dude pull up and he's screaming, "Hey yo, hey yo, come outside." And then the young lady come, "Man, listen. I No. Uh, you better stay in that house and make him come up to the door. Facts. Like what are you what you talking? Hey yo, come outside. I'm here. Uh uh. I don't know who you honking at. Yeah. Or, you or, know, you, or so. nah, you know now they text they text you to come outside. Yeah. <laughs> like nah, nah, we're not doing that, fam. Nah, we're not, not doing that. that. You're gonna nah. come to the door, knock on the door, ring the doorbell, be a gentleman, walk into the car, mm -hmm. open the door. Like, come on, man. Like we I feel like we gotta get back to the basics, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then that will improve the communication that will improve the relationships. So then when dangerous situations do occur, like I said, it's second nature Yeah, because right. we, we've already built, we've reconnected that bond, you know, and, and we have that, that uh, mentality that come hella high order. I got you, yeah. you know, the, the, right. the, you know, the saying right or that is cliche and not enough people are living it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Right. Um, and, it's, it's just crazy, man. Like, I, I feel where they're coming from when they say, you know, a lot of times they feel unheard or, or they feel unsupported. When you see, like I said, these videos of the different marches and protests, all of them in the front. And then you got 30 dudes in the back just holding their cell phones. And I'm like, fam, they shooting tear gas at the front line. What are y'all doing? I don't like, understand what, that. What, what is really going on here? You know, like you said, know. back in the day, you look at how Malcolm X had them lined up. You look at how they marched with Dr. King. The frame, the first 10 rows was all all guys oh. making sure that everybody was straight. Like, come on, man. Like, we, we have to get back to protecting our sisters at all costs. Yep. And re, like you said, rebuilding these bonds, rebuilding these relationships, rebuilding these families, man. Like, we, we yeah. have to get back to that have to get yeah. back to that and even when you saw the sisters that you know the angela davises and and everybody that was rocking on the front lines she always had a cadre of men walking her and escorting her mm -hmm. in or out you know if she was tra trained ready to go you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah she can she can speak she is the speaker but we're gonna walk her in we're gonna sit here and we looking around the room and you gonna catch this smoke if you if you run up and you say something sideways, you know, you got snatched up and taken out, you know, and, and that's and carried that's, themselves. That. They carried themselves in a manner that 
you knew they wanted all the smoke without even having to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They was itching for it, Slim. They sitting up there like, I look, I ain't had a fight today, and I'm ready for one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, that's been rocking out with us. We're going to take a quick break for a promo ad. Uh, if you like what you've been hearing so far, hit that like button. Hit that uh, heart button. Keep on clicking that share button. Also about to pull uh, my first prize for one of our listeners. It's going to be an Amazon gift card. We'll be right back in a sec. All right, and we are back. As I said a second ago, we're about to pull our first winner. I'm going through. Our first winner is going to be Cliff Richardson. Cliff Richardson, if you're still there, sir, uh, send me your email uh, in the inbox on Facebook, and I will get you your gift card over to you as soon as this podcast is over with. Congratulations. Congratulations, Cliff. My man. You said Amazon? Right. Oh man. All right. Next topic that we got is the topic of entrepreneurship. You know, Kurt touched on earlier how powerful our dollars are in America. Uh, what do we need to do to continue increasing? You know, our business uh, presence, our business strength, uh, creating new businesses and new opportunities um, and shifting a lot of those dollars that are being spent in places where we're not welcome. How do we, you know, increase all of those things to improve uh, black entrepreneurship and black business in America? We got to get more organized in business. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that a lot of our entrepreneurs, uh, they take that hustling mentality way too far. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got to step out of the hustling mentality shoes and start really building something like I need good customer service. Right. I need, I, I need you to, I need my products when, when you say I'm going to get my products. Right. If I have mm -hmm. an issue, I need you to be able to work this, this issue out, this customer service issue, um, for, for the consumer, right. Don't ask me for discounts. Okay. You pay what my prices are. My prices, bro. Are one more time. One my, more time. <laughs> don't ask me for discounts. My prices are my prices, okay? Because you're not going to CVS and negotiating the prices. Don't come to me negotiating the prices. If we're gonna support Facts. one another, we gotta support each other financially in that manner, okay? Because I can't, I can't help my family and I can't help my community if if I'm not getting my prices. And you know what I mean? And and as the entrepreneur, stand your ground. If they can't pay your prices, they can't be your customer. If you know that you're delivering from point A to point Z, you are delivering the, the product, the service, and everything that you need to, to handle, phenomenal. Your prices are your mm -hmm. prices. We got to understand what entrepreneurship is. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't until this year, really, 
I've been in business on and off for the last 12 years, but it wasn't until this year when I really realized what building a company entails. All the things that that come uh, with, you know, the, the creating products and presentation and and marketing and networking and connecting and all, all these different things. You know what I mean? I, I need I need us to get there. Right. Even if it's on a small level, we got social media now. We can we can make our social media presence look fire. We don't even have mm-hmm. to have a website for crying out loud. I mean, you can collect payments with Facebook now, you know. So yeah. we got so many ways to create the presentation and create the experience, start really creating really good quality experiences in our community. And we, we're going to we're going to want to shop more, you know, because one of the biggest reasons why we don't support, you know, black businesses is people feel as if they aren't being taken care of, you know, mm-hmm. and. And once we get that going, I think we'll be all right. And to, I told you, 2020 is the cheat code. I mean, we, we, there's more togetherness now than ever before. So let's let's organize and take advantage of everything that's happening right now. Take advantage of all the emotions. Take advantage of all the co- togetherness, right? Take advantage right now in 2020 to say, you know what? I'm going to make my business a, a, a well-run machine. So not only can I support my family, but I'm also giving back to the community as well. Yeah. Um you know, when we think when I when I think about it, I I go back to those men on that wall, you know, um, and I think about it because the reason why it's so impactful to me is because if you think about the the men in the uh, the men and the women that were in our neighborhoods that had businesses, they had wisdom as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So they taught you inadvertently about business, about customer service. Um, doing your absolute best because guess what the barbershop the the uh the cvs the black cvs the car you know the car mechanic when you was a young person guess who you went to for a job they would intentionally look in the neighborhood to hire you or to bring you in Mm -hmm. if they saw potential right so i can remember you know, being 13, 14 years old and sweeping out the the barbershop, right? Getting dropped off in the summer. And that's where I worked, you know, but I picked up the, the, the ability to help each other, but to do a good job. Like, you know, I'm in there and if I didn't sweep right, it was like, no, 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 come back over here. What are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. hey, let me teach you how to count. Let me teach you how to close the register. Let me teach you about money, you know, and and let me teach you how to do this. Let me teach you how to lock up. You know, this is what I'm doing. I need you to go down the street and pick up this and do this. And, you know, you inadvertently learn business, but it was the wisdom of that, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, okay, you know what? I know you're going out to get a job and you've had a rough time. I'm going to cut your hair for free. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're going to go out there and I need you to get a job. So if I lose at the time, you know, like five or seven dollars, if I lose that, that's fine. Because for you to go out now and get a job to take care of your family, that's more important right then. And like was said, mm-hmm. you know. I heard I heard someone say this one time going back to that pay the price. Somebody walked into a store, you know, the, the doctor's office, and they started going back and forth. They's like, if you went across the tracks, would you do the same thing right now? Mm-hmm. I'm just, this is my price. So if you wouldn't do it over there, 
why are you doing it right here just because I look like you? You know, yeah. respect, respect the business and pay if you got to pay two or three dollars extra because we don't have the grand mass marketing and able to buy it in bulk. We're buying small. So our prices are up, maybe up a little more. But that five extra dollars that you have to spend, think about where it goes. You know, um, getting back to understanding trades are great. You know, if you look, there was a time when you had a cleaning service, you had a grocery store, you had a barbershop, you had all of that in our local community. But somehow mm -hmm. being a seamstress became uncool. Man, that's guaranteed money, you know, Thanks. but a lot. But he, see, here's where here's what a systematic game changed too. you were able to make a living by having a trade and a skill. You know, mm -hmm. I remember two brothers that were um, they did roofing. Now, did they have a certification? No, they went to the local tech. They picked it up with their grandfather, but they did the best work in the town. Mm -hmm. But guess where I picked up and worked with two? I went and worked with them. They picked me up in a truck. Come on. Come on, little Kurt. Jump in the back, man. You can go out here. Did I like it? Not necessarily. I'm 100 pounds and lifting uh, shingles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they like, no, you're going to go up. You're going to go up the ladder. Man, you know, I'm I'm as tall as a grasshopper carrying shingles. And I'm looking down about the. But nope, they got me up there. They taught me how to hammer. That's mm -hmm. where I learned what a hammer is, a nail. You know, a shingle is where it sits. This what it is. See the soft spot. But see, that got taken away from our community. I remember mm -hmm. painters in a neighborhood. They didn't have a painting certification, but they could tell you about oil, water. They knew how to paint. It was beautiful. Now, all they wanted was twenty five dollars to do the job back. You know, dollar was a little could go further. <laughs> but, you know, they they could go in and paint. You know, <laughs> but that's when you learn right about five o'clock. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know, you know, you get me, you, you know, you uh, you you gonna get me a a pack of pack of menthols, and you know what I'm saying, give me twenty five dollars, and I'll uh, you brown. He was yeah, you know, that, yeah, you know, you go and buy the paint and the brush, and I'm gonna come on around there and do the work. You know, exactly. Yeah, but we we had people, we had people in our neighborhood that had skills and trades because it was cycled through the neighborhood. And that's how you learned plumbing, you know, all these skills now and trades that we see people that go to school, they got the certifications and all that, that was taken out of our neighborhood because it was like, you doing that, that ain't no fast money, man. That everything became fast. We didn't, we stopped going through the grind and learning the importance of hard work. Mm. We wanted that popcorn money. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and I get it. Why I'm going to stay eight hours out here and do this when I can do one hour and, and do something else. But you know what? It You start thinking that's how life really is. Like, no, life is hard work. You got to get up and work and you got to eat what you kill. But yeah. we, we want, I call them grocery store hunters. We want to go in there and buy the food that's already been killed, nice mm -hmm. and packaged, and then run out the store yeah. talking about, I'm a hunter. Look what I killed. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So we really got to get back to understanding our community, really, really supporting each other. But like Mike said, listen, as the business owner, I have to give you customer service. But as a consumer, stop nickeling and diming me. Stop, stop nickeling and diming me. 
you know, pay the price. Trust I'm giving you a fair offer, but we only do that to each other. Right. Yeah. You go across the street, you go to JCPenney, whatever. If it's $57 for something, you're going to pay it. If I take that same product and put it in my store, oh, 57. Oh my gosh, how much money is that? Oh, that's too much. Rocking a Gucci they, bag. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and a so, pair of Jade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I, I'm going to tell you, man. Uh, shout out to Marty Water. He posted a while back, and I, I it, it just had me weak, man. He said somebody told him, "I know somebody that charges less," and he said his response was, "Okay, I know somebody who will pay more." That's right, you know. And and sometimes that's how you have to be in business, man. Like you have to stick by your product, stick by your service. Like you said, don't don't get in a, a pissing contest with people that's trying to nickel and dime you, man. You know, but on the flip side to that, my entrepreneurs, my business owners, I need you to understand you get paid for your value, not your time. That's right. So just because you spent two, three hours making this website or making this logo or designing your social media, and now you want to go and charge people two, three hundred dollars for something when you yeah, you spent three hours, but you only got $20 worth of value mm-hmm. for your particular product or service. Come on now. Yeah. You got to, you got to level up at the same time. So yeah. what you make sure that the value of what you are putting out there matches the dollar amount that you attach to it. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, I think also a lot of us are now uh, catching the wave late because a lot of people are realizing that, Everything you were taught in school isn't necessarily so you can be True. more than that. True. You know, you can you can be bigger than what you learned in school. You can achieve more than what you learned in school. Um, and, and people are, are getting rid of that tunnel vision and realizing, man, it's this great big world out here. Mm-hmm. And how big I think the world is, is 10 times bigger than that when you incorporate the Internet and social media with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can put a service or a product out there and get clients in Amsterdam and get clients in, in Egypt and get clients in Bolivia. Yep. And you'll never meet them a day in your life, but you have enough value in what you're providing. Sure. They'll drop five, five hundred, five thousand dollars for whatever it is, you know, and, and people are now starting to realize that it's limitless. What you can earn is absolutely limitless. I mean, think about it. There's a 10 year old on YouTube that makes six million dollars a year just telling people what toys he likes and what he doesn't like. Little Ryan's world. We know exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what I'm talking about. I think of how many kids sit around the house and tell you what toys they, they like and don't like. Yep. Yep. And, and we, it's, it's so. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like it's it's so fascinating that so many people are plugged into this kid now that you have billion dollar toy companies that actually send him stuff for free mm-hmm. and want to watch how he plays with their toys. So don't tell me that you can't start a business. Don't tell me that you can't live your dream. Don't tell me that you don't have enough money. YouTube is free. Mm-hmm. Facebook is free. Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, whatever the case may be, you can get started. Yes, it costs to build a website and, and to develop a product and to you know brand yourself, but get started. Yeah. All you got to do is get started. Yeah. You know, invest in yourself and see yourself bigger than where you are right now. You know, 
every single day you should be preparing yourself to be even better tomorrow than you were today that's right you know yeah uh, what I, was, saying, Kurt? Uh, no i was just saying we got to understand the strategy too and we have to stop wanting to fight that it takes strategy to be successful mm-hmm. you know we have to understand that everybody can't be a driver either everyone in the car can't be driving yeah you know if we i remember i had a i had a friend we drove by and we saw somebody had a flat tire and everybody in the car was sitting there and when we drove by my friend said my friend's dad said there's too many drivers in that car and we was like what what do you mean and he was like because look everybody in that car is sitting there and it's a flat tire nobody's willing to be the passenger no mm-hmm. one's willing to understand like somebody has to get out there and and change the tire for everybody to move and drive. We have to get back to being okay with partnerships because that's the Mm -hmm. real way that we're going to grow and being able to understand their strategy, learning from our forefathers and foremothers that lost their trademarks, lost their rights, didn't know certain things of business because it was locked out from us. But now that it's opened up, as Mike said, get away from that shade tree mechanic mentality. At some mm-hmm. point, you got to understand the steps to be a business person. And you have to think like a business person and operate like a business person, but be willing to partner like with this and come together, not beating your chest like I can't, man, I can't get on no podcast with Shannon. I got my own podcast. Yes, I can. That's because okay. it's more important. It's more important for my brother who is launching his podcast to get support and be lifted up to grow than it is for me to be like, I ain't going over there. That's his podcast. He can do it on his own. No, I I want you successful because that's one other person that's making it compared to, no, I ain't doing nothing with him. He didn't. Man, listen, partner with room out there for everybody to eat. I said, I could, I could take the night off. I said, yes, I'll be on the <laughs> You can do all the yeah. technical stuff. I'll just share what I need to share. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I, 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 I wish more people got that, man. It's, it's room for everybody to eat, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what your niche is. I don't care what your product is. There's room for everybody to eat. Like, we have to, as a people, get out of that competition mode. Yeah. You know, oh, such and such is doing that. Or, oh, it's already too many people doing that. OK, let's think about it. You go in Walmart and go in the grocery section. How many different companies make bread? Stop. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Whole, they got a whole section. It's a whole bread. wall full of bread. <laughs> How many people make a lotion? Tell me about you it. Think one of the, you think one of them companies going to be like, oh, well, no, it's already 17 people that make bread. So we're not going to do it. How many energy drinks? They all got the same components <laughs> to an energy same drink. Components. Same How many energy drinks out there. That's right. You know, we we gotta get out that mentality, man. Gotta get out that mentality. Um, once again, I want to thank Mike Williams. I want to thank Kurt the Connector. I want to yes, thank sir. everybody that's been rocking out with us on Periscope, on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, Mike Williams, the Breakthrough King, who helps legacy-minded men. Uh, make passive income leveraging the net. Let them know where they can find you, sir. Yes, sir. You can go to the Breakthrough Kings. Go to BreakthroughKings.com, BreakthroughKings.com, or the Breakthrough Kings on Facebook, or the Breakthrough Kings on Facebook, and that's where I'll be hanging out. 
<laughs> Kurt the Connector. Let, yes, let me tell y'all. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt is is an example of a person who saw a need, had a God given gift, and just created his own lane. You know, and it, you know, some people call them connectors. Some people call them networkers. Um, in the streets, we call it the plug. <laughs> yeah, in the hood, that's the plug. <laughs> but when I tell y'all, if if you need to be connected with somebody in business, you need to be connected with somebody on social media. He is the guy you go to. It doesn't matter what you need. Kirk gonna tell you, all right, let me get right back with you. <laughs> that's it, man. That's yeah, it. No matter how big, how small, I, I get right back with you. <laughs> hey, I'm a, 48 hours. Give me 48 hours, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I tell people, listen, I mean, I just made my mind up, man, to be a blessing to people, you know, mm-hmm. and I tell people, you know, if you come in contact with me, you're going to get blessed, you know, or you're going to be burdened. And that's fine. You make your choice. But I'm really about, man, seeing our people putting my money where my mouth is about, hey, I'm going to encourage Mike. I'm going to encourage you, Shannon, because it don't cost me anything. It don't cost me anything to come out and and say, hey, man, I need this. You know someone? Hey, man, let me go find them and ask, you know, because it's a full circle. So, yeah, I'm Kurt the Connector. Real easy to find. Kurt the Connector at Gmail. Kurt the Connector on IG. You know, uh, you can reach me. I'm always on like Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, you know, I just know the power of partnerships and, and networking collaboration. We all need assistance, you know, to get where we need to go. Sometimes you need to be led, but sometimes you just need a good push from the back to, to keep you going, you know, and then when you get to the mountaintop, guess what? You turn around and you lift me up too. So it's all about giving for me, man. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, once again, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. This has been a phenomenal uh, premiere podcast, man. Can't wait to have you all on again. Uh, oh, oh, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. Give me you your props too, man. People don't know, <laughs> you know. You just come on, man. Now we ain't you ain't gonna just give all the love. We got to give you props, man, to seeing your hey. growth, jumping out here, and and creating your podcast, man. Because you know. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, man, if you look at it from Mike to you and now someone's watching you and they're going to get inspired, man. So for you taking that leap and believing in yourself and whatever was touched in your heart for you to say, let me do this. This is going to this is a legacy. You know, this is changing, the, breaking a generational curse because some young person is going to see that they can based off your body of work. And so. You know, appreciate you for 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 doing this, man, and, and giving us this platform. So, flowers yes, to you, brother. Yes, sir. No doubt. I, appreciate I appreciate that, man. Much I appreciate that, gentlemen. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you, thank you. Um, for those that don't know, again, I'm your host, Shannon Smith. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter um, at the underscore CEO underscore within. Um, I'm a business consultant, and uh, what I do is I provide innovative solutions to both entrepreneurs and businesses focusing on growth, efficiency, and profitability. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of The CEO Within You. Um, You can uh, visit my website, uh, www.theceowithinyou.com. Hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Uh, We'll be back here next Thursday. I have another guest on the Successes Within Reach podcast, 8 o'clock on Thursdays on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube. And then I'll be uploading this on Saturdays to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, sir. And we out.